Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show for Hormel and Spam. Gracie have dropped in for another visit. Of course, you've been expecting them, but what about those folks who drop in unexpectedly at mealtime? Well, don't fret, don't fuss, just serve Spam, S-P-A-M. This tender, juicy meat is perfect for hurry-up meals. It's all ready to eat. Just open the Spam can, slice it, and serve with sliced tomato or a salad. Spam is always ready for quick action because this delicious meat doesn't need refrigeration. And the rich, satisfying goodness, the tempting taste of Spam always makes a hit. Get a supply of Spam when you shop tomorrow and try the easy recipes on the label. You'll discover the easy way to please your unexpected guests because cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. They go together just like Spam and eggs. Why, the stars of our show, and here they are in person, George and Gracie. Ah, thank you very much. Folks, you'll have to forgive me if I'm a little out of breath, but the minute we hear Artie Shaw's music, all of us on the stage here, we just have to dance. Oh, yes. George, did you see Bud and me doing the rumba? Yeah, what was that? Artie Shaw was playing a foxtrot, and why were you and Bud doing a rumba? Well, uh, Bud used to be a football player. Well, what's a football player got to do with a rumba? Well, he's used to keeping the backfield in motion. <laughs> I see. So, Bud, the rumba is the only dance you can do, huh? Oh, no, George. Do you know the can-can? Uh-huh. It's full of spam-spam. Yeah, oh. <laughs> nice plug-plug. Well, thanks, George. You're a pretty good dancer yourself. Oh, it's really nothing. Of course, I was a student of Nijinsky. Really? Let me hear you say something in Nijinsky. <laughs> I say about a temper this Oh, good. It's not a language. Nijinsky was an internationally famous dancer. At one time, he had the world's largest ballet. Well, why did he go on a diet? Gracie, I'm sure you've seen ballet dancing. Look, I'll give you a demonstration. I'll put my foot out like this. Yeah. See, then I'll point my toe mm-hmm. and place my hand on my hip like this. Uh-huh. Then throw my head back gracefully like this. Oh, isn't he pretty? Yes, I'm a little dreamboat. I'll never never forget one night in Cleveland. The ballet was doing the dance of the fawn. 
And there I was in an amber spotlight singing The Pipes of Pan. The audience was spellbound. Uh, Senor Burns, you sang The Pipes of Pan? Yes, Senor Lee, I sang The Pipes of Pan. Uh, which was worse, your pipes or your pan? <laughs> Artie, will you put a muzzle on that South American guitar player? Sure, George, but first I'll have to take it off the piano player. <laughs> well, take it off. Now, George, don't let him upset you. I happen to know that you know a lot about the theater. In fact, my grandfather used to tell me about seeing you on the stage. When, uh, when you were a kid? No, when he was a kid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, I do know a lot about the theater. My father and mother were actors. As a matter of fact, I was born on the stage. Did you get much of a hand? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for an encore, I did a minuet with a stork. A stork? Yes. <laughs> you know, I once saw a stork that looked like a duck. How can a stork look like a duck? Well, I don't know. Maybe he wore his legs down delivering to Bing Crosby. <laughs> Yes, well, maybe. Where was I? Oh, yes, Nijinsky. Ah, those were the days. What acts they had in vaudeville. Bankoff and Gurley. Ditton Fest and Lee. Crovney Brothers and Crovney. Where can you find talent like that today? Well, I, I don't know about the rest of them, but I, I do know what Ditton Fest is doing. Ditton Fest? Yes. Ditton Fest and Lee? Mm -hmm. What's he doing? He's an assistant to a doorknob polisher. Assistant to a doorknob polisher? Yeah. What does he do? Well, he's the fellow that goes... And the other fellow polishes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's some job. George, as long as you're in an old-time mood, we smoothies would like to sing a real oldie, Alabama Bound. Okay, kids. Ah, Alabama Bound. You know, I used to do that in vaudeville, too. Those were the days. You know, folks, vaudeville is in my blood. Oh, so that's where it went. Hmm. Artie, you and Bud and the rest of you can kid all you want to. But if it hadn't been for vaudeville, I wouldn't have met Gracie. Remember? Remember, Gracie, the first time we met at the Hill Street Theater in Newark? You came into my dressing room? Yes, and you had a picture of that balloon dancer on the wall. That's right. And the minute I saw you, I took the picture down and put it in the wastebasket. And then you put the wastebasket in the safe. <laughs> And then came all those tough years. I struggled and struggled and worked my fingers to the bone. Yeah, but you couldn't open the safe. Those were the days, <laughs> yes. I'm Alabama bound. There'll be no heebie-jeebies hanging round. Just gave the meanest ticket man on earth all I'm worth. To put my tootsies in a number breath Just hear the choo-choo sound I know that soon we're gonna cover ground And then I'll holler so the world will know Here I go I'm Alabama bound Alabama Waiting for me Just gave the Ticket man on earth You put all the twitches in an upper berth Just hear the choo-choo Now we're bound To cover ground Here I go Choo-choo blow I'm Alabama bound Goodbye 
sing and every old thing sing too. Goodbye, blues. Nothing but left to morning and afternoon. I'm Alabama bound. There'll be no heebie-jeebies hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, leaving town. I just gave the meanest ticket man on earth all I'm worth. The bestest that I had. He put the tootsies in and up the bird just to the choo-choo sound. I know that soon we're gonna cover ground. And then a holler so the world will know. Here I go. I'm Alabama bound. I'm Alabama bound. We're leaving this town. From now on, not a frown. Smoothies, that was beautiful. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a play. We're going to give you our version of the popular MGM picture, Gold Rush Maisie. In this story... Uh, George, we're uh, not going to do Gold Rush Maisie. We're not. No, I sat up two days and two nights and changed the whole title. Well, what is it now? Gold Rush Gracie. That's some twist. That Isn't took it? you two days and two nights. Mm-hmm. How did you happen to think of changing Maisie to Gracie? Just blind luck, I guess. Well, all right, I'll do it your way. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a play entitled Gold Rush Gracie. And I know you're going to like it because it's got a lot of old numbers. And I love old numbers. No, eso a mí me consta. Yo sé que a ti te gustan mucho los números viejos. Artie, what did Senor Lee say? Well, George, he says you, he knows you love old numbers. Oh, he does, huh? Yeah, he saw you out with one last night. <laughs> Senor Lee, every week you start some new trouble. Why don't you go home and stay home? I cannot do that. My father, she has the measles. <laughs> My father, she has the measles? Your father, too? <laughs> Look, Senor, your father, he has the measles. Your mother, she has the measles. Your brothers, they have the measles. Catching, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a play entitled Gold Rush Gracie. Now. Now? Now, I changed the title. What, uh, what is it now? Gracie of the Brown Derby. Gracie of the Brown Derby? This is a story about a gold mine. Well, what do you think the Brown Derby is? <laughs> All, right. All right, then. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a play entitled Gracie of the Brown Derby. Mr. Burns. Look, uh, I know you went to Harvard for four years and that you're very unhappy because you're a sound man, but that's not... It's not that. Would you mind if I slammed the door just once? Why? I read tonight's script and I noticed that there are no sound effects for me. Well, you're still getting paid. Yes, I'm getting paid. Could I please slam the door just once? Well, all right, slam the door. Ah, now I feel better. Why? I refuse to accept charity. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a play entitled Gracie of the Brown Derby. Now. You changed the title? Yes. What is it? She was killed wearing slacks, or she died like a man. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to do a play entitled She was killed wearing slacks, or she died like a man. George. George, I hate to interrupt, but tonight I'd like to repeat Frenesy, the number I played on the opening show, because there's a very fine musician waiting to hear it. Who? Me. 
Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a play entitled She Was Killed Wearing Slacks. I think I'm a lowly sound man. Sound man. Sound man. Stop grumbling. To think I've got one brother who won the Pulitzer Prize and another brother who won the Nobel Prize. You've been telling me about those two genius brothers for weeks. Yes, and they're ashamed of my being a sound man. Well, if they're ashamed of you, why don't you quit? If I quit, they don't eat. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to do a play entitled... Perdón, was... Senor Burns. What is it, Senor Lee? How about a part for me in the sketch? <laughs> sketch? Hmm? It's sketch. You don't even know your ABCs. I do, too. A, B, C. Well? There's more? <laughs> Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a play entitled She Was Killed Wearing Slacks or She Died Like a Man. Now, now I, I changed the title. The title is The Bus Drivers Who Wear Pajamas or They Drive by Nighty. Gracie, is this the last title? It's positively the last title. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to do a play entitled The Bus Drivers Who Wear Pajamas or They... Come in! George Burns and Gracie Ellis? Yes. I'm Joyce Moon. Oh, Joyce Moon. George, I forgot to tell you, this young lady is from Fergus Falls, Minnesota, and she has been chosen Queen of the Lakes at the Minneapolis Aquitennial. Go ahead, Joyce. Go ahead. Mr. Burns and Miss Allen, the people of Minnesota have sent me as the goodwill ambassador to inform you that we in Minnesota are naming two lakes after you, Lake Burns and Lake Allen. Naming two lakes after us? Well, Gracie, say something. I, I don't know what to say. I, I've never been a lake before. Gracie, please. Here are two jars of water, one from Lake Burns and one from Lake Allen. As we knew you were too busy to come to Minnesota to christen the lakes, we brought the lakes here to christen you. Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And before you go back, Miss Moan, I must give you some water from our Los Angeles River. <laughs> <laughs> that is, as soon as I can find a shovel. Miss Moan, we just can't wait until we see those two lakes. Oh, they're very pretty little lakes. You know, Lake Burns and Lake Allen have a little bay? They have a little bay, huh? Well, isn't that cute? How long have they been married? <laughs> About two years. Oh. Well, goodbye. I've got to be running along. Well, oh, goodbye, Miss Moan, and thank you, and thanks to the people of Minnesota. This is what I do for a living. Quiet, sound man. Pardon me, old man River. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're definitely going to do a play entitled The Bus Drivers Who Wear Pajamas or They Drive by Nighty. No. No! No, no. Now, I've really got the title now. Why I didn't think of this before, I'll never understand. This will really floor you. Well, what's the title? Gold Rush Maisie. Artie, play fantasy. I heard...
George, isn't it wonderful having two Minnesota lakes named after us? Yes, Gracie, but we have to go there. How, how, how are we going to find them? There are 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. But there's only one Spam. Spam? What's Spam got to do with our finding the lakes? Well, you'd be surprised. George, spell Spam backwards. Spam backwards. Mm -hmm. Let me see now. M-A-P-S. That spells maps. That's right. So if we want to find our lakes, all we have to do is look at some maps. <laughs> well, bud, there's another easy use for Spam. It's a good thought, too, George, because Spam is so easy to use. This delicious tender meat goes hand in hand with warm weather lunches and suppers. When mealtime rolls around, just open a can of Spam, slice this grand-tasting meat, and serve with your favorite salad or make plain Spamwiches. Spam is all ready to eat as soon as the can is opened. Now, here's another hint. Follow the Spam platter idea that Bubble served at luncheon in Gracie's honor the other day. Put a mound of cottage cheese on a platter, then a ring of sliced tomato, and surround the platter with slices of Spam. Decorate with radishes and olives, and you're all set to entertain in grand style. Oh, and boy, was that good. Yes, Gracie. The meaty flavor, the satisfying taste of Spam makes the meal complete, and you can see it's so easy. When the family says, what do we eat, surprise them with Spam, S-P-A-M. Then try the easy recipes on the label. Be sure to ask your food dealer for Spam, a Hormel product, when you shop tomorrow. Slice it, dice it, fry it, bake it, cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. And, uh... And now for our play, and you can make up your own title. Bud, set the scene. The scene of our story opens in a typical frontier dance hall, the Cafe Elbow, just a joint. All the, all the dance hall hostesses are working hard trying to make an honest mink coat. In the center of the floor, we find our heroine, Gold Rush Gracie. Well, the dance is over, Killer Dilly Shaw, and I sure enjoyed it. I'm mad about you, Gold Rush Gracie. You got me walking around in circles. Well, with your bow legs, what else can you do? <laughs> Hello, Gold Rush Gracie. Sheriff Burns. Sheriff, you're just in time. Dead-Eye Dawson is here. Dead-Eye Dawson? Yes. Why, he's a killer. Quick, let's call the posse. Oh, I can't. Why not? The posse's outside having kittens. <laughs> out of my way, Gold Rush. I'll get him. Where is he? Oh, there he goes. He's heading for the free lunch counter. Well, out of my way. Ouch. Oh. You got him, Sheriff. I got him? Well, where did I get him? Between the chopped liver and the cold cuts. That's a mighty painful place. Well, there goes Deadeye Dawson, the only real bad man in the town. The only man I could have loved and married. I love bad men. I love good men. I love tall men and love short men. I love men. Quiet, 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 quiet. I can go out like this for years. I know, I know. Cold Rush Gracie, according to the terms of your father's will... If you're not married by five o'clock today, your gold mine goes back to the one your father hates the most. You mean to mama? <laughs> yes, I mean to mama. And Gold Rush, you've only got a few minutes left to pick out a man and get married. What do you say? Nick, give me a drum roll. Drum roll. Now, come on, boys. Get around me. Boys, you all know I'm going to lose the gold mine if I don't get married before 5 o'clock. That's right. Yes, sir. So now we're going to hold a contest, and the toughest man gets me and my gold mine. Oh, boy, that's good. Oh, but wait a minute, boys. Wait a minute. The man I marry must be as bad as my pappy. Well, what does your pappy do? Well, he once met an Italian with a sore throat, and pappy did something that was terrible. What did he do? He tied knots in his spaghetti. 
<laughs> he did, did he? <clears throat> Make way for Gold Rush Grace's new husband. Gold Rush, you don't have to look any further. I'm the baddest man in town. The rest of these here fellas are all sissies. Sissies? Did you hear that, man? This fellow says that you're all sissies. Well, are you all sissies? Well, are you all sissies? Well, are you? Don't rush us, kid. We're trying to think. <laughs> well, Gold Rush, you better make up your mind. You've got to get you've got to get married to somebody. Hey, you know. wait, here comes Bullethead Heaston. He'll gallop through the window. He's riding for trouble. Oh, no. unit, this kid. You call that riding for trouble? When my pappy rode, there was real trouble. How come? Well, he didn't know how to ride. Oh, well. <laughs> Out of my way, varmints. Gold Rush Gracie, if you're looking for a real bad man to marry, I'm a man with a record. On my right arm here, I've got tattooed names of the men I've killed. On my left arm, I've got tattooed all the names the banks have held up. And on my back, I've got uh, tattooed... Well, well, you wouldn't be interested. Oh, well, yes, I would. Come here, let me read it. <laughs> oh. Listen, boys. <laughs> Fussy Wuzzy was a bear. Fussy Wuzzy had no hair. Fussy Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy. Or was he? <laughs> well, what do you think of Fuzzy Wuzzy? It's pretty luzzy. <laughs> You've got a poem tattooed on your back and your record tattooed on your arms, eh? I've got something on my chest, too. Well, what is it? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, for a tasty snack, just open a can of Spam. It's all ready to eat. You'll find everybody in the house likes its meaty flavor and it needs no refrigeration. And there's nothing like Spam for lunch. You call yourself bad, huh? Well, I'm plenty bad. Today, for lunch, yes. I had hamburger. Oh. That is bad. Ah, uh, you ain't half as tough as my pappy. My pappy would take a telephone book and tear it with two fingers like this. Say, tearing a phone book with two fingers... That's wonderful, Gold Rush Gracie. How did you ever do it? Easy. It was a Glendale phone book. <laughs> well, it's no use, Gold Rush Gracie. You'll have to go a long way to find anybody as tough as your pappy. From there to here is far? Yeah. You're tougher than her pappy? You really think so? <laughs> what makes you so bad? I'm the black sheep of my family. I'm in bed with my uncle. I'm in bed with my father. I'm in bed with my cousin. And it's no good. Why? It's too many in one bed. <laughs> well, Gold Rush, your time is just about up. Well, I guess I'm going to lose the gold mine after all. Oh, don't take it too hard. Come on over to the piano and I'll sing you a little song. One April showers. Oh, we'll come your way. <laughs> Oh, for they bring clouds Oh, that woman Oh, stop, Sheriff, stop After hearing you sing, I've made up my mind That you're the man I'm going to marry Why? Because nobody can be as bad as you are Is that so? And now, ladies and gentlemen That was the story of Gold Rush Gracie Now Now? Now, I changed the title Quiet, quiet Gracie will now sing I'm Nobody's Baby Play it, Arthur used to be my mother's baby, but when I smiled, my dad went wild. Whenever we had company, they'd bounce me on their knee, and the neighbors thought I was a darling child, I think. Once I was everybody's baby, 
But right now I'm lonesome as can be You see I'm nobody's baby I wonder why Each night and day I pray The Lord up above Oh, please send me down Somebody to love But nobody wants me I'm blue somehow Won't someone hear my plea And take a chance with me Because I'm nobody's baby now Oh dear, oh dear Beatrice Fairfax What shall I do? Why, oh, why, oh, why do they shy, shy when they spy that gleam in my eye? I'm five foot two with eyes of blue, and people tell me I'm attractive. I can cook and sew and sew and sew, but my evenings aren't very active. So won't you hear my cry and take a chance on I because I'm nobody's baby now. When the weather is hot and sultry and appetites are dull, here's the way to give your family grand-tasting food that's easy to fix. Just open a can of Spam, tender, juicy meat that's all ready to eat. Slice it and serve with your favorite summer salad. The delicious taste, the meaty, satisfying flavor of Spam wins approval from the huskiest appetite. Ask your food dealer for Spam when you shop tomorrow. Try the easy recipes on the label. Be sure you ask for S-P-A-M Spam. Thanks, bud. Well, Gracie, say goodnight. Oh, goodnight. Uh, say, Gracie, wasn't that nice to have two lakes named after us? Yes, but Jack Benny had a mountain named after him. A mountain? Yeah. What is that? Mount Baldy. <laughs> Good night, Be with us again next Monday night, same time, same station, for another George Burns and Gracie Allen show with Artie Shaw and his orchestra and the smoothies. Until then, this is Bud Heaston reminding you to remember that cold or hot, spam hits the spot. Have you tried Hormel Chili Con Carne? You may think you don't like chili, but Chili Con Carne, the way Hormel makes it, is different, and everybody likes it. Double your money back if you don't like it. Try Hormel Chili Con Carne tomorrow. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.